0: Welcome
1: to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. Hey, 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 how you guys doing? Hey, good, good, how how are you? Jinx. Good, I don't see you guys. Um, what is... There you go. Okay, now I got you. Whoa, that was weird. It was like some sort of epic, crazy thing. Well, we're back. All right. We're back. So, uh, welcome everybody to another episode of the Influence Factory. We're going to get into SEO today. SEO. Kate, what does that stand for? Search engine optimization. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, So, I know, I know. Uh, So uh, if people want to play with you on social media, what is the means by which they play?
2: Well, so of course, we're on every channel, Snapchat, Facebook, LinkedIn, but we'll be live tweeting this via Twitter. Make sure you follow us at Get Jack and use the hashtag InfluenceFactory. Um, Our special guest, Sean Work, is uh, at Sean V. Work. So if you have any questions after the show, you can get him right through there.
1: Right on, right on, right on, and so I want to give a hearty welcome to everybody, and remember to turn, uh, turn, maybe just turn over your cell phone, but uh, in terms of, is it cell phone or mobile? What do we say now? Should we say mobile phone? Sure. Smart, smartphone? Smart, well, I don't know. Yes. Aren't they all smart, though? I don't know. Smarter than me, that's for sure. Close your email, turn off those distractions, take some notes and you will definitely learn something cool and new today, we guarantee. So uh, with that being said, uh, in the questions area of the GoToWebinar taskbar, um, Shirley Miller is already jumping to a lead with typing things in here. We always select a, our engagement winner and sometimes new people that come into the program. So I want to welcome all of you that are brand new and welcome back the people that are regulars. Um, and you know that you have uh, you have a choice in terms of how you dial in. You can come in through audio. You can come in through the mobile app for GoToWebinar. Or you can simply uh, just uh, sit at your desktop and uh, hang in the conference room with everybody and I'll learn a whole bunch together while you eat your lunch or have a snack or whatever you're doing wherever you're at so the question today is Kate we were talking about pizza so type in what is your favorite type of pizza now our New Yorkers they love the pie pizza Um, some of us like deep dish some of us like regular thin crust there's stuffed pizza what is your favorite type of pizza Kate what about you
2: Um, so I was told that if you live in Chicago and you still eat deep dish, you're a tourist, but I don't care because it's my favorite and the pizza in Georgia is trash. So I'll eat deep dish until I die. Now that I'm back here.
1: Right on, right on, right on. What about the folks that are on the air with us today? What is your favorite pizza? We have, oh, regular butter crust. Jackson, what about you? Mine's deep dish all the way, so... Yeah, I must. Uh, I like. I actually like uh, thin crust pizza. Although I like them both, but if I had a choice, I do like my thin crust, and I like it thin and crispy. So yeah. Yeah, well, I I gotta you know be in
3: the mood for one or the other. So. Right on. How about what the about rescue? That?
2: What about that pizza place where it's like a cheese bowl?
3: I've I don't never know. heard of that. I've never heard you, of that either. You've <laughs> been withholding <laughs> information from me, Kate, and now I'm upset.
2: I'm uh, sorry. It's like pizza grinder company here in Chicago and it's like a bowl and it's like covered yeah. in cheese.
1: No, I've still not like a cheese bowl, not a pizza.
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'll post it, it on It still our sounds
1: Sunday. amazing.
2: <laughs> it is. I mean, I don't think any pizza can really be bad.
1: Jimmy Z likes Flo and Santo's Gracie's favorite. I don't know who Grace, but it's Gracie's favorite. Uh onion, sausage, garlic and peppers. That's Gracie's favorite. So got to be. That's my that. favorite. At Flo- Jimmy, I think that's that, that bar you took me to. That's a pretty rocking place. I like that place. Uh, oh, and uh, Shirley says Rocky Road in Wisconsin, those of you that are either traveling. I know we have some folks up in uh, up north there listening in as well. So welcome, everybody, and this is how you play along. So now let's talk a little bit. Uh, those of you that are Social Jack members, and many of you are, you can go for free to socialjack.com and you can go to log in and you can get episodes of this program and some other cool webcasts that we've done. But if you want full benefits of membership, there's a free trial. Uh, You can come in and uh, there's over 300 classes. uh, I think even more than 400 now. Um, But there's uh, social selling and all the other cool things we do. We do keep these classes updated and also there are all kinds of tools. So make sure you guys log in and take advantage of that. And there are discounts to all of our upcoming events. So now, hey listen, uh, the, Jackson, this is our next one coming up uh, October 19th, right? We're doing the Blockchain Summit here in Chicago? Yep. All right, so um, if you guys need discounted tickets for this, we might have some comp passes. Uh, let uh, let one of us know and we'll make sure we get you in. All right, super cool. Let's talk a little bit about the news. So. Uh, first, uh, first up are five tips for incorporating video into your social media strategy. Kate, what's this all about?
2: Yeah, so we've seen it a lot, um, a lot of conferences recently on just video in social media. So it's the new thing. It's one of the things that's making your social media strategy much more authentic. And if you're kind of wondering on how to jump in, these are five really good tips. So Jackson will send this out, but just to cover high level, um, the first most important thing on the list, which should be all your social media strategy, is to consider your purpose before you even start recording a video, before you start posting, take a step back analyze your purpose behind your approach why are you posting on social what are you trying to gain on it and that'll really help integrate video in an authentic way instead of a salesy way also you want to think about where your video will be posted what audience is it for because obviously it's different on right. linkedin and twitter and instagram you have igtv you have youtube live um, lots of different ways to use the platforms the way they're supposed to be um, and then there's a couple other things like using editing apps and there's a link of all of them some of them in the article are like video shop and imovie we use adobe premiere clip and splice which is for iphones um but also an important thing that i think the article did Mention is how you take a video. So, Facebook Lives and videos in general don't have to be something super polished, but they should be taken correctly. Yeah, like Dean said, like this instead of like this, because this doesn't format for all social media platforms. So, make sure you turn the phone to the side, take a good video, and then you know, find out how you can use it and integrate it into your strategy
1: yeah, so just so that we're clear, it's horizontal for Facebook and vertical for Instagram and um, Snapchat, right? Yeah, uh,
2: you yeah. can you can do um, you can horizontal do either for on
1: Twitter.
2: horizontal on Twitter. You can do yeah. either, can't you, as yeah. long as for Instagram, you just want to make sure there's some blank space on the sides because it'll be a perfect square. Um, but the biggest one we see our clients mis- make the mistakes with is on LinkedIn. Right. It has to be horizontal on LinkedIn, or you'll get the side the side blackness of death over there. so we wanna <laughs> and,
3: avoid and that. on um, on IG, it we covered it last week, but it is actually horizontal so that uh, it it takes up the full screen of your phone. So that's right. what uh, that's the difference between normal Instagram and Instagram TV. Got that's it. one of the differences. so.
2: Yeah. So we don't, we don't care if you don't look the most polished. It's supposed to be authentic, but you don't want to look amateur. So make sure you're taking them the right way. But anyway, Jackson, I'll send the link to that. So check it out.
1: Nancy Reed says she has uh, tips and tricks for horizontal that she can share with us. So Nancy, if you want to send that to Jackson, uh, JD at uh, Jackson, is it Jack? uh, I don't know. Jack
3: Jack at socialjack.com.
1: There you go. Okay. I knew it was one of those. All right, so uh, she we will uh, go ahead and pass that around. Thank you very much for Nancy, and we'll put that in the Social Jack Resource Center. So, this one is Facebook launches a new process to convert still images to video and new ad creative guide. Finally, they're giving them some guidance out there. What does that look like, Jackson?
3: Yeah, so this one's really cool. So, basically, what it is is it allows you to uh animate your uh, uh, a- any still images through their creative shop on um, Facebook. So basically when you're creating an ad, you can take a still image and it you can highlight certain pieces of it and it's it's a lot less uh, of a headache than going in and creating a, a full video project and doing all that in Adobe Premiere. It You can take uh, just a still image and highlight certain parts of it adding you know, one or two uh, elements of motion. But the coolest thing in uh, is if you scroll down a little bit uh-huh. uh, or no scroll up, sorry. So if you scroll up, it allows you to do basic motion. Oh, and nice. is animating your still image. So uh, that's going to be, uh, if you have a still image, you're going to uh, add an element of motion to like one or two things in there really highlighting that. And uh, it uh, includes a call to action card at the end to drive your desired uh, business outcome. So that's really cool. So you can add that call to action right in nice. the ad. Now the brand in motion is really cool because it brings elements of the brand or the logo to life. So you can add motion to your logo, make it really highlighted and make it pop in that ad. That way it catches their attention. And there's other, uh, there's other, Uh, different versions of this that you can do that allow you to highlight the key focus of the ad and I think that's really cool because it draws your attention as opposed to just you know here's the ad and you know hoping that they find the key element this kind of adds that little extra push so.
1: Yeah, So I like it. I like it. Good stuff, guys. All right. Well, we're going to do a quick uh, lesson here and um, and then we're going to bring uh, Sean on. But before we do that, we're going to uh, thank uh, Kate and Jackson. They'll be back on at the end. Um, and I'm going to put up the waiting list uh, so that you can um, so that you guys can uh, claim your spot. We have a couple of classes that we're going to do live here in Chicago and a couple that we're going to do online. And of course, a lot of a lot of these you get um Discounts to our comp as long as there is room in the classes, there is limited space. So, you guys will get uh, first notification on these. So, please claim which classes are best for you. Looks like everybody's claiming it's sort of interesting. They're all tied right now, Kate. You know, remember it was uh, social streaming, uh, social selling was number one, social uh, professional branding was. Uh, Uh, now all of a sudden influencer development and uh, professional branding so it's uh look at almost everybody voted today so you're all going to get on the waiting list no obligation but just so you can secure your spot and we know what you're interested in so cool stuff okay so real quick the lesson that i had uh the 60 second lesson that i had and this is just a reminder we're going to talk about the uh importance of seo today with sean here in, in about a minute but um, for your personal brand and getting to the top of LinkedIn and Google, uh, remember that that to be an influencer, you need to be seen and you want to come up and search. So please remember to, to take all the keyword tips that we've given you. And if you log in, there's a keyword worksheet uh, that's been updated. But uh, make sure that you have your keywords as, as part of your personal brand, and that includes your name and your company name. So if you're really trying to make a name for yourself, make sure you put your name on every piece of content that you own that's going up on the web, whether it's in your LinkedIn profile, on Facebook, on Instagram. But if you're, if you're working hard and creating content like these videos and, and photos, please make sure to put your name on there so your name indexes more with Google in the search engine. So... Uh, That's the uh, sort of quick tip for today. Uh, Super quick, I'd like to invite uh, Sean on with us today. He's worked as a structural uh, engineer for the International Space Station and Space Shuttle, so we were talking a little bit about that earlier. Uh, And he's been uh, perfecting the perfect cup of coffee for 20 years, and he thinks he's almost got it and then uh, has an amazing chimpanzee scream, and his kids love it. So, Sean, come on in, man. Welcome uh, welcome to the program.
0: Hi. Sorry, I'm looking at my other screen here.
1: <laughs> Let me bring it down. Live from Los Angeles. <laughs> cool. Thanks Are for you?
0: having me, guys.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Are you gonna do the chi- chimpanzee scream? I was wondering. Oh, is,
0: is that. that what we're gonna start with?
1: I don't know. I'm just thinking. We've never had that ever. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Talk about personal branding. We got to put that on your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> That's great. You, um, you and I were, uh, and I bet your kids, I bet all kids love it. You know, I, I could just, I was picturing you at the park by the playground and just uh, doing that and everybody like looking around like what's escaped.
0: Yeah. Well, you don't, once you have a bunch of kids doing it in a room, it gets
1: kind of out of hand. <laughs> yeah but it could go vi- uh, viral and jimmy z says that was pretty good so he's impressed so that's good uh, so uh so with that being said you and i talked a little bit about our early years and um i had done a short stint of programming with morton thiokol on the uh, space shuttle but you really got into working for with uh boeing and and whatnot with the international space Sh- space station and the shuttle so uh, that had to be pretty cool huh Yeah,
0: um, I was really fortunate um, when I. It's a really weird story. I I, uh, applied for a job after I graduated from college. Uh, And it was like the worst recession in years, you know, especially for engineering. The the dot com boom had just bust, it was the year 2000. No one thought they were going to get jobs. And uh, I had started a skateboard brand shop already. And I was like, I guess I'll do that. And I randomly applied to some. Email I got on our old school, like it was called Pine. It's like green and black screen email system, and I was like, yeah, I'll reply to this, and yeah, I'm interested in the job, and I'm sure I won't get it. Sure enough, I was about to go to Canada for like a three month long trip, and right before I left my house, my phone rang, and it was a landline, and I was like, should I answer that? And I did, and it was Boeing, and they're like, hey, do you want a job? And I was like, oh, uh, sure, (laughs) and they're like, when can you start? And I said, oh, well, I'm, I'll be back in a few months. Can I start then? And they're like, sure, just come in on you know, this date and we'll, orient, we'll give you an orientation and all that. I was like, okay, I got a job. That's pretty good. But when I got there, my entire team was gone and they were out testing the Delta IV rocket. So I was this newbie at Boeing and they threw me some manuals, which is the worst thing you want to do for a new person that just came into a company. Right. I sat there for two weeks just reading manuals. And luckily, someone at the company in upper management kind of noticed, like, we should probably put him on something more interesting. So they they took me to Space Station, and that became Spatial as well. Uh, those wow. programs right. kind of mixed. And so I got lucky to kind of get out of the, the Delta IV rocket and, and put into something really cool, which is the International Space Station. So yeah, I, it's just luck that all that stuff just kind of aligned.
1: And you, you know what's interesting? So, so you know, we both came into this at different times, different generations. Did you happen to see that movie, Hidden Figures? Yes. What an amazing movie. And I I was laughing because you mentioned when we were talking earlier, you're like, they just gave me the manual, you know, and and you're looking. And I remember at IBM when I was had to go through, you know, this, you know, CICS and some of the mainframes. They're like, here's the manual. You're going to have to figure it out because we need we can't send you to class and we really need some help on this. And so they'd hand you these manuals that were literally this thick and you just stayed up all night and studied the manual. (laughs) you know.
0: Yeah, so that if anyone's starting a company, make sure you don't, if you have new employees coming on board, that you engage with them right away. Don't, <laughs> yeah. not, don't throw them off to the side and, you know, make them figure it out. It's not a good
1: way to build culture. Right, exactly. Kate's like, yeah, Dean. So uh, anyway, that's good. <laughs> So, uh, so, so now, you know, so then you make this transition to SEO. So how did that sort of all happen? You went like almost a skate shop and then.
0: Yeah, that it was a very interesting time in my life. I, uh, I was still, I had, I I was always running the skate shop because I had already started it and I got really into uh, e-commerce. I had set up OS commerce, one of the first like uh, free shopping cart systems. Learned a bunch of SEO. I I had a a brick and mortar shop in town that I went to after work. Um, I had a partner and my life was very, very busy and very crazy. And it was was a really interesting time to kind of be like doing internet marketing, internet business like in the early 2000s. Right. Um, Because some people had written it off like, oh, the, the dot com, boom, bust. You know, the internet was kind of like whatever. But no, everyone knew it wasn't going to go anywhere, and I was at a very fortunate stage to learn about all these new things that were happening. Um, and basically, what happened is i'm 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 a pretty like people will know me, I'm a pretty big anti-war activist, and I kind of noticed that Boeing was going down the the defense route more and more, and I didn't want to be associated with that. so when the time came where my manager was said, you know, uh, space shuttle, space station, you know, they're all winding down. What kind of projects do you want to work on? Where do you want to work? And really the only choice for me was to go to Seattle to work on, you know, airliners. And right. I was about to get married at the time and, and there was there was no possibility of me of moving out of town. So I just told them, you know, I'm, I'm already working on things. I'm okay. I'm just going to go off and do my own stuff. Right. So there started my whole my internet marketing journey and just continuing on with all the little projects I was in, involved in with, involved with at the time
1: yeah it's funny it's almost like when IT and computers and I remember when I went from PCs to um, to you know to networks I was one of the I was in the first graduating Novell graduating class of um, network engineers in Chicago and and we were plugging PCs together the people that knew how to type basically were the IT managers that went into, you know, that, or, or, you know, they were the ones that knew how to organize inventory or, or plug something in. And it was funny how you'd go into offices and it's like, you know, who's the IT person you'd meet them. And, and they used to be the person that, you know, worked the copy machine, but they yeah. knew how to, <laughs> so, so it's funny how our careers have, have progressed, yeah. you know, like, just like the internet. So true. <laughs> um, So then, uh, you know, so, so as, um, so tell us a little bit about what you do now. So like you help people with, uh, you know, is it basically getting to the top of Google or, well,
0: I don't, I don't usually frame it that way because that's, no one can promise that. Uh, Right. Mostly what we focus on our core strength is, is, is content marketing and really B2B vlogging. So a lot of companies don't have anyone on board to write B2B content. Um, so we write content that engages their audience and we usually do very in-depth articles and the idea is to make them you know an authority their niche um, thought leaders sometimes sometimes to actually uh, Try to jockey position for a, a good search phrase that would you know have business value right.
3: um,
0: Then we also do a lot of SEO audits and a lot of people need SEO help so we go in there and we'll either uh, You know identify the problems and we'll sometimes fix them um, occasionally we'll actually do web development and build sites um because uh, people need help with that so we're pretty busy um and, it, and if we can get through all the basic stuff like fixing stuff getting everyone set up we'll even get into um some social media work for them with the content marketing
1: yeah cool and then that gets into sort of the definition of sem or search engine marketing right you know yeah. where the content I mean, and that, social that one
0: to me it always meet that tends to go to the PPC world, right? SEM and PPC were always the ones that were intertwined. Um, but you know, search engine marketing—what is that really? It's like right. any, any way to market on the search engine.
1: Right. Yeah. So, for sure. Um, so when you're doing an audit, what are you what are you looking for? What do you check? You know, what could you help us out with in terms of you know what should we be thinking about?
0: So there's a lot of stuff to look for. Um, the first thing, actually, I always look at is it's so basic is just the home page title tag. Like, did anyone even think about optimizing that? Because that's going to be one of the most important things that you can do. A lot of companies neglect that. They'll just have home. That will be the title tag. You're like, all right, well, let's let's see what <laughs> let's tell the search engines what you're about. Yeah. Um, I look. I kind of look at redirects. I see if they're secure. That's a big thing. I make sure they're mobile responsive. Uh, and what we really do is we try to like architect the site. Like, what do you have the pages that you need to have to attract? the searches and queries that are relevant to your business. Let's start there. A lot of basic stuff just needs to be taken care of a lot of times. They're just completely overlooked. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, and and so uh, you heard me talk a little bit uh, before you came on about, you know, it just still amazes me mm-hmm. how inconsistent people are. Like we'll work with them, like in our workshops and training, about coming up with keywords that make total sense for them to to be known by or how to get found, mm-hmm. and that yet uh, just people forget about the simplicity of of including. Their their name on their content, their company name on their content, or those keywords and and the lack of consistency. I mean, it's just it, you know,
0: and I yeah, feel like actually, we've been saying it for ten years. For you. But, when you when you had that intro about putting your name on every piece of content, that's a really good piece of that's good advice.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's just uh you know it just but it just blows me away. Like uh, so so how often do you Review. So you have a client, you know, you do an audit, you fix them up. How often do you check back on stuff?
0: Um I usually check in on the articles that we're writing to make sure those are are hitting home. Um and uh, I was actually gonna say one other thing, but I forget it. Um so yeah, we'll look at we'll look at analytics to make sure that everything's you know moving in the right direction. Um generally what we want to see is just somewhat of a trend of going up and to the right right now, you have a lot of uh algorithm updates these days things shift around a lot but as long as things are moving up to the right it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a, you know asymptotic curve but as long right. as you're like okay we're getting traction you know things are happening people are getting you know people are there's social interaction right we see the good signals that mean like okay what we're doing is correct people are coming to find you for the work that we're doing um The next step is obviously converting that traffic into something meaningful, which is a a completely different beast. Right. Right. But the trick is, are you a gravitational source now?
1: Yeah. I I like that term, gravitational source. So we say law of attract, we use that law of attraction when we're attracting people to the human brand. Right. Uh, The same thing is
0: there's a really great quote or just a little tidbit that came out from, I think his name is Jason Freed from, uh, Basecamp, and he says that you know, uh, traffic is an audience. It's a really important thing to know. Just because you have traffic coming doesn't mean you're going to have anything meaningful. So a lot of times I want to see not like crazy traffic building, but the right traffic building. As long as it's slow and steady, that's way more important than getting a bunch of you know rubbish traffic that has nothing to do. You if you look at Google Analytics and and Google Search Console, and you see the stuff that you see the, the queries that are actually coming to you. A lot of times you'd be like, why, why, why is Google picking up on? Why do they think that's what we did? It's actually amazing right. to, to to see how how not smart Google is sometimes,
1: right? <laughs> oh my gosh, I know, I know. You know what, what's interesting is um, uh, I, I, you know that. It seemed like they used to and I don't know, I'd be curious to hear what you're finding on this, but they used to remember they used to punish you pretty hard for duplicate content. So like if you oh. had two websites and you publish it twice, and I and I tested this and it still seems like it works okay. But I would I would have my blog post and we have our, our main agency company and then social jack and I would publish it on both depending if it was relevant to those audiences. Cool. But then I would also publish it on LinkedIn. And it actually helped my SEO and it didn't I didn't get punished for it. So did they start lifting that a little like, bit or that,
0: what there was never like so a lot of people would say there's a duplicate content penalty just by they would, it would naturally come out of their mouth. That's how they would phrase it. And it was never a penalty. It's just not a good idea to create. You have to be you know careful about how you create content. Just slightly careful. In theory, if you're gonna have multiple sites for some reason, like two sites, and you're gonna, you're gonna syndicate your own content, which is totally fine, all you should do is you should link back to your original article and say, this is where it was originally found. Yeah. A lot of people, if you wanna get really technical, you can put a canonical link in, in your syndicated copy that links back a canonical tag to the original author, right that way google knows which is where the original uh is from if, if you put it on what i would do on linkedin is i would normally just put a snippet and if you want to read more you can come to the site and read you know, yeah that's cool copy.
1: yeah i like that that's that's a good idea and I, then... i'm really
0: i really don't like giving all my content away to other platforms like i am I think is that's that the, in, the internal seo of me is like i created the content people should be coming to my domain because I've branded my domain and I want people to know my brand, even the URL, right? And that's why I don't like using Google AMP. Uh, I don't want to put everything on Medium. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but like Mm I think for some of the most important things I want, you know, I want to generate business value from, I want it to be on my own domain.
1: Do you think that frustrates the user experience at all when they're, you know, reading partial blog and then they have to click to go? Or are they pretty much conditioned?
0: That's very possible, right? I mean, it depends on your audience, right? They don't like that. You know, I guess that could be an issue.
1: <laughs> but if they're your audience, technically you should train them where to go for your content, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That would be the that would be the optimal place. I think if in in a
0: perfect world, what you want to do is you want to write content. If you have the time, you want to write content for your your different platforms if you can, right? Maybe something for Medium, maybe something for LinkedIn. And I would say I'd put a lot more on your own domain, right? I mean, because these guys are getting away with take, they're taking your work. Right. And they're, they're making money off your content and all your hard-earned sweat. And, and they're saying, well, look at all this engagement you're getting. And look at all this, you know, likes you're getting. But, you know, you got to think about what what's really important for you at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, we just, uh, we had a couple of articles today that talk about video and video is still super hot. What's your position on the balance of content? So as you're creating blogs oh. for people and things like that, what is... You know, what is your art and science behind that whole balance?
0: I, I mean, you know, video is amazing, and I, I think people should do as much video content as possible. It's just a lot harder to do for a lot of people. I mean, right. I saw your podcast server, and I was like, do I need one of those? And that's just for podcasting. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you can whip out your phone and do video. I, I prefer to, like, try to set up, you know, a little studio. Um, but it's a lot of work. Video editing is very time consuming. But if you can, I mean, for for a lot of things, it's just it's just the way you have to go. If you're gonna do like B to C stuff, you really should get on video. Um, I think business professionals they still like reading content, and that seems like the professional way to put things out still. And obviously, you're gonna get search engine traffic from written content. So, you know, do what you can.
1: Right. <clears throat> so um so then you recommend that if we are writing a blog to still insert a video in there you can of course yeah a lot of people talk about cutting up
0: your content into different formats right and really think about a strategy where you're not just going to put out an article but you're going to put out this campaign and it's going to be written it's going to have video it might even have infographic assets inside of it and that way you have a lot of ammunition to work with across all kinds of channels for all kinds of people and all Audiences, and that's one of the smartest ways to create content a lot of work
1: though yeah that is yeah and you have to you have to have the either the team the staff or the due diligence to to do some of that you know so um so with that um you know do you recommend then you know where should where should the video live because you know there's this whole battle especially in social media that um that you have like, uh, you wanna get the the pre-roll and the and the preview video go in and, and maybe even um, some closed caption going on in there and that's based on platform sometimes. But yet, you know, Google owns YouTube. So how do you determine where the video lives? What's your thought?
3: Yeah,
1: you know,
0: and I, I'm not the best expert at what to do with video. What I generally do is park it on YouTube and I link back to my article. Yeah. Um, YouTube is a search engine, so I, th- I I feel that that's a good place for it to live and then you can obviously embed your video on your site. Um, and you know hosting your own videos is, a, is kind of a cool thing to do, and I think it's worth experimenting sometimes. for certain businesses, that could be a really smart move because you're gonna show up in video search, but your your brand name, your domain is gonna show up in the results instead of it being on YouTube. Worth trying, right? You can do yeah. interesting things too like uh, if you're creating your own video and you're hosting it, you have a, f- you might have a few more options to do some gated stuff or interesting kind of uh, call to actions on your video and on your page. Um, you know, I just be wary about always giving your content to other other companies. You know, you gotta understand what what's the risk versus the reward and what's you know, you should really think about that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it is crazy. You know, it's like especially some of the some of us that have been out here for a while. It's like um, it's like you just see your stuff popping up on other people's sites and you're just like it's almost you feel almost helpless about that. You know, you know, it's interesting,
0: like when people steal your content in particular, it's not that hard to get it taken down. It doesn't take much energy. And I think a lot of people don't want to deal with it. Um. I actually recommend doing that once in a while, and making sure that your stuff is, you know, your copyrighted material is with where it should belong.
1: Right. Yeah, we in the last couple of years we have an intellectual property attorney and whatnot and and trademark, and that's been helping out tremendously too. And it's not as expensive as some people think to get mm-hmm. some of that stuff done. Um so in in let's go back to blog strategy. So it's always, you know, there's always been a, you know, it's it's been around for a while and And for the longest time, you know there was always this keyword uh, content battle where it was like keyword rich it was heavy there was title tags and all the you know the the keywords are you know sprinkled in throughout the piece of content yeah, and yeah. then and then it had to read well on top of it so so how do you wrestle with that from from your perspective? yeah
0: it's it's actually really easy you you know you identify the topic you want to be known for, or you want to show up and search for, you, it could be a, a query, right? Um, a, in, or a question or, yeah. and so you, you know, you just basically titled your page that make sure it's in your title tag, make sure it's in your heading. That's it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to try to like weave certain words throughout the post. You don't want to do that. You just want to, you want to answer, basically you're, you're answering a question generally in this strategy, right? Right. Answer the question the best way you can. So, and that even goes into like, is your design? is it reader friendly, right. right? Is your site a pleasure to read? Like you want to, does a visitor want to be on that site? Is is the question answered in detail? Is it answered in a, in a way that's easy to understand? Are the paragraphs broken up into nice digestible pieces? Are there images along the way that help aid the reader, right, Are you know, there are videos. Uh, anything you can do to, to be the best answer to that question or that query is, is generally the go the best thing you can do
1: yeah, that makes total sense. and then, um as you're as you're working with people, what's the best way for them to uh, to sort of think about blogging and and helping you generate content for them? Because I would imagine the best the most successful clients are the ones that tee you up or contribute to you in some way, right?
0: Yeah, I think the best strategy, which is hard to to wrangle, is actually say like you have a sales team, talk talking to those people. Are, is the best thing because they're on the front lines, they know all the questions, they need a, ammo, they need content to help you know close deals, help their the customers out, even, even the support team. So I would start there and see what's the most common thing that keeps getting asked. What can we do to help everyone out in the organization and outside the organization? Let's start with that content, right? Let's, yeah, let's not sure. even worry about the search engine stuff just yet because this will probably result in a lot of search traffic anyway. Right. Um, so now you're solving a problem for um, multiple fronts, and you don't. You're not just trying to like, oh, let's see if we can get on top of Google. Um, so that's where I, I think everyone should start. And it's kind of hard to get that that meeting sometimes, or get everyone on board, or get everyone to understand. And that and this comes to one of my biggest gripes is like I almost think sales and marketing shouldn't be two different departments. I think they should be right. one department.
1: <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that. I I think that's been that age-old uh, solution that everybody's been yearning for, and it's it still seems to be this power struggle out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you gave me better leads, we'd have better sales. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Glen, good old Glengarry Glenn Ross. Um so uh so yeah, so in this, do you um do you recommend that uh you know, do you recommend that, you know, as professionals, we have some small business folks on with us today, we have some, some larger companies that are working with an organization, how important do you think it is for, uh, for professionals individually to publish content? So let's say they work in a company, and they're working on their personal brand. I mean, do you, do you tackle that as well, where you're like helping the, you know, sort of humanizing the brand with people inside? Are you seeing any trend in that?
0: Well, so there's a great book uh, by Charlene Lee. It's called Groundswell. It came out like 10 years ago. uh, And Josh Burnoff, this book. Um, One of the things they talk about is uh, having CEOs write content like that. that. That's probably one of the most important person. They're one of the greatest influencers. So the content they create is extremely powerful. So if anyone should, it should be the leaders of the organization. Now, individuals in the company, it gets kind of dicey, and here's why. On one hand, for their own personal growth, it's a great idea, and they should totally do it, because uh, it's a great way to get jobs and to get people, you know, headhunting you and making sure you're always going to be in demand, um, assuming you write great content. Right. Now, I have a slight problem with that, a conflict with that, is that if, if you have individuals in the company that are always kind of doing things for themselves, where we're getting into this weird ego. Right. Issue maybe and we I like people who dive for the ball who are all on the same team and they're not always looking out for themselves. I actually have an article in my blog called like don't hire rock stars. Um and it's a character thing. So it depends. You know, if maybe you should write a, a post biannually, a really good one, just to keep yourself uh as a thought leader and to help you know your personal brand to look out for yourself. But if someone's doing it a little too much, then I kind of think that well, their their focus isn't on. On you know on the company or on helping their teammates out.
1: So. Yeah, that's um that's interesting because um you know we've been working with uh, Microsoft and some other companies and uh, some other large brands and it's interesting to see them dive into storytelling and advocacy and and it generates content and of course somebody is creating and filtering that content but to your point we're seeing some of these people try to take it a little rogue on their own and then it gets out of brand, you know, or Mm -hmm. off brand Mm -hmm. when it does that. So, yeah. so I, I think it does more harm. Um, so what are your, what are your favorite, what are your, summary of your favorite tools for, uh, you know, as you guys are developing content and for search?
0: Well, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Ahrefs. Um,
1: what's
0: it called? Uh, Ahrefs. Uh, It's basically, it's kind of funny. It's it's HTML code that's become a brand, so that's that's what (laughs) code is. Um, I would follow Tim Sulo. Like he's 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 one of the best guys in SEO right now. Um, Yeah. So that and then we used to use things like the AdWords keyword tool, and that just doesn't really have much for you anymore. But it's interesting to kind of see what's relatively important. Um, And then I just keep using you know my eyes in source code. And just kind of grooming and pruning and looking through source code to see what's really going on Um, and then definitely like tools like GT metrics and pingdom are great Uh, one thing a lot of people don't realize which is really important if you're running online business is your site speed Uh, and I I really hammer this home uh, with my clients a lot of sites aren't put together thoughtfully and there's a lot of calls and there's a lot of requests there's a lot of weird things hanging up on the server side that slow down the experience. And um, it's worth taking a week to go through and cleaning up your site so that it loads like under three seconds. Um, there'll be all kinds of weird stuff people do. They'll have video running in the background and just like things that just take up way too many resources. And and that will improve, generally, it'll improve your conversion. So if you're doing e-commerce or anything that has a transaction, even right. sign-up conversions, that, that, you know, this is what Amazon focuses on. So you should probably be focusing on it. Yeah. And then I go into image optimization is a big thing because images are great for SEO. And they're also one of the things that will slow down a site more than anything, especially blog posts. So you know how to uh, you know optimize images so that they're a small file size and they download quickly but they still look good. There's a little right. art to that. And if people spend time on that, they'll make amazing improvements. So.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, uh, so you're a big proponent of making sure that you're also right sizing your graphics to your images, right? So mm-hmm. that, you know, for each platform, et cetera, so that they're they're fully optimized. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you um so like for you, what's your favorite uh image library and that sort of thing? Because if you're blogging, I'm sure you have resources. Ah, this
0: is one of the, the, the toughest things in our in our what we do is sourcing the right images. Um, right. If you're lucky and you're doing a lot of data back type of posts, there's a lot of charts and graphs you can use. So it's you know you just it's easy to grab those and source them back to the appropriate owners and give them attribution. Uh, I don't I'm not a fan of stock photography in general. Like if it, it just to me it it always kind of it kind of it just has that feel where it cheapens the, the the brand and the post sometimes. So I try not to do that. Uh, you know I'll go to Pexels and Pixels and Pixabay if I need to occasionally and try to find an image that I actually like I used to do a lot of searching on um Wikimedia Commons sometimes um it's a good place to get you know images that might work um you know if you don't need them you don't need them um if you have something that, if you can do your own sometimes that's a great way to you have a good photographer in house sometimes you can come up with stuff that works well yeah
1: and uh you know, we like to, you know, of course we're a lot about personal branding and that sort of thing, but we like to have um uh you know, we like to have pictures of people, you know, instead of things. So uh you Or know, the, the, the
0: the corporate office team that's high fiving each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, or something, or just <laughs> having fun or uh, or or having, you know, something of that level. But it's uh it's sort of uh um interesting. Um so uh shirley just uh wrote into us and uh, we welcome others to ask questions but uh said can you know how, how can you check and update those kind of things on your website if it's run by somebody else
0: okay so this means you don't really have the keys to the kingdom anymore right um you know you should always ask to have google analytics installed at least and you know have it's usually tied to your gmail account. And you can always log in with your Gmail and you can kind of check to make sure everything looks right. Um, here's another tricky one that can happen sometimes, too, is that sometimes Google Analytics won't be installed on all the pages of the site. And you uh, got to make yeah. sure that, you know, someone looks to check for that. Um, those are the two, two things I would look out for the most. Also, if you have access to your web hosting control panel, like if you set, if you own the web hosting and you signed up for it, They'll have analytics and, and stats that you can check. They're usually pretty basic, but that's another way to kind of sanity check what's going on. Um, there is, I've been hearing of, you know, companies that do internet marketing for people and do, they charge whatever fee a month. And when people go look, they find out there really aren't being any results driven and there isn't really any reporting. And so there is a scam factor out there. You got to watch out for some got to make sure that. You know, you, you I would set a reminder every week on your in your calendar to check your stats and make sure everything looks normal.
1: Yeah, this happens to us. We deal we all deal with um, trusted advisors like financial advisors, wealth management, and mm-hmm. people that work for large organizations. Mm-hmm. And then they have these web pages that they give each individual. You know, they'll do that. You'll see this in real estate, and mortgage, and things like that. And so, the company sort of, like you said, owns the keys to the kingdom, but you have. Freedom to update your own content Mm -hmm. in those pages. So any recommendation for those folks or there are things like should they put links Uh in their content or anything they could do to So you're saying
0: like uh, they might have a company almost like a content management system run by the company and it's kind of uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. yeah. so something that happened to us was, uh, you know, we have clients with like uh, UBS, you know, it's a ginormous global company, right? So what will happen is they'll come to us and they'll go, well, we have freedom with our content in this box on yep. our page that comes to me as an advisor. You know, is there any guidelines or tips for because that That's sounds like what it, Shirley's it, situation is, huh?
0: Yeah, so I've talked to people in the financial sector recently, and they have a lot of rules and regulations about how they can advertise and market themselves. Right. So they'll be locked down by what their company provides. So, you know, what you do is you, you fill out the content that you you have, right? If you have a system where you can write an article or share articles, you use what you have. Um, if you can link out, that's good. If you can't, you can't, right? You might want to link to your LinkedIn profile if you're allowed to. You gotta, you actually have to check all the compliance stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: you know, and then at least you can put this stuff on social media and be kind of the, the thought leader with this content and, and, and you, you, you know, be active on LinkedIn and, and you know, I guess, Twitter, depending on your industry. Um, and the, the good thing about that stuff is something like UBS is a really recognized, well-known brand. So that stuff tends to show up more, tends to show up more in the search engines because it's trusted. So you at least have that going for you the powerful brand name will help that content kind of rise to the top and like you said, have your name on it if you can. Right. Check with right. clients, check with legal. That, all that, that's kind of how you want to strategize that stuff. Um, it's it's difficult for them, but they're, you, know, you just have to be, I guess frequency would be another thing that you might want to watch out for is just keep yourself active. Yeah.
1: And uh when we were talking about pixels, uh Jimmy was asking Pixels or Pixels? It's Pixels, P-I-X-E-L-S. So
0: Oh, I i think it's called Pixels, right? Pexels, oh, is it Pixels? Yeah, I'll look at that site occasionally. There sometimes an image that works, sometimes most of the time not. Right. Um, <laughs> right. that it's it's a nice resource. Those sites pexels and pixabay are pretty fast. That's a nice thing.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. What's um uh, do you have a do you have a favorite uh, tool for tracking? You know, so like you know, as you're tracking results or tracking the content and things like that out there for scoring content.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I still use UTM parameters um, with Google Analytics. Uh, it's so funny though. What happens too is people will take your link with the UTM parameter and then use it in their own for their own stuff. And then right. they'll scrape your link or whatever, and then your UTM parameters attach to that what they did. So it gets oh. kind of weird after a while. Like the, the results get fuzzy because, you know, who knows what where that link went or what happened. There really isn't a there isn't a perfect way to do it right now. I just spend a lot of time I usually just spend a lot of time in Google Analytics under the behavior section. <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: I can't wait to uh I can't wait for the day when uh the the Google tracking length of the thing is like you know because whenever we go to create those and i get them and i look at them i'm like it's like 400 characters you know and then you got to shorten it so it looks you know if it's visible you got to shorten it or rename it and i'm like why hasn't that been perfected by now you
0: know i don't it's just that's just the way it is i mean it's it's something that might not get perfected for a while also i tend not to shorten links or use link shorteners and this is a weird seo superstition where I feel that if the link gets picked up and in, 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 in spread through the internet, I'd rather have my branded URL spread, first of all. I'm really big about brand. Um, also, there's a chance that m- my link will get a little more credit instead of having to go through an intermediary. And so I try not to use the link shorteners at all costs. Yeah. Sometimes you have no choice, like I think Twitter automatically does it. Um, right. so
1: linkedin too yeah so you're what's happening is you're and then you have that visual effect of you want people to click on it but it uses up you know a thousand characters yeah people
0: don't always trust link shorteners too they, they think you know because those show up in spam emails so like i don't know where i'm going Why well, don't want to click on that right
1: emails. yeah that's a good call so it does you can't see the pathway of it yeah. so the trust yeah. trust is minimized so um You know, as we as we come to a close, we have uh, you mentioned uh, Tim Sulo, you said is one Mm -hmm. of your sort of is that I
0: I believe that's his last name. And I apologize if I'm not saying that right
1: No, Our team will look him up and and send that information out. Good.
0: He's a great guy. If you ever want to interview a a great SEO uh, and content marketer, those guys are on the cutting edge. So I highly recommend him.
1: Yeah, and then uh, any other P, any other marketers that you subscribe to, follow, track, you know, that, that you sort of use as a resource? Yeah, I mean,
0: so, you know, Neil Patel, obviously, I worked with him for years. Um, Seth Godin, like his... his oh, I his did see
1: always, you post to Seth. Yeah, I did see that.
0: I mean, honestly, that, that's one of the only things I subscribe to because I can't stand my inbox being full of stuff. Uh, but there's so much value in what he usually writes that it's it's always it's almost like a daily meditation to read. His thought and kind of get yourself in the right mindset. Um, you know, Tim Ferris is great, even though right. he's just more entrepreneurial. Um, you yeah, know, those are like the main main characters. Oh, Rand, Rand Fishkin, he's amazing.
1: Got it. All right, yeah, cool. So that's um, so that's uh, uh, so that's good. Yeah. So what you know, we always like to you know hear who other people are looking to or using because obviously those are good resources for the rest of us.
0: Yeah. Larry Kim is good if I can keep up with him. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) He is a prolific content producer. So if you can actually mimic what he does at his level and quality, you will be in an amazing place.
1: (laughs) That's great. That's great. Um, So if um, I think we had it up, but if people, the best website for people to hit you up on is ocsearchconsulting.com?
0: No, I would actually use Judd Inc. JUdINc. dot com. Okay. Um, that is our our main current.
1: Got it. And then uh, your Uh, uh,
0: video on OC Search Consulting. I love that video.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, What's uh, what about the best uh, social network to connect
0: with? Twitter. I'm usually on Twitter all day. Got it.
1: At uh, Sean V Work, right? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect.
0: And actually, LinkedIn too. I actually, I, I probably should push people to LinkedIn more um because i think I'll, in my industry we get twitter and we're on it but everyone understands linkedin and that's probably the smartest place to go
1: <laughs> yeah got it okay so uh as we wrap up here i'm going to bring back uh kate and uh, jackson and then um uh we do have a a quick poll going up here so if anybody wants to uh increase their influence we have a couple different ways to do this so just respond to the poll there and uh Uh, we'll make sure you get some information on that Um, so with that being said next week uh it looks like i'm on location at a bank we rarely do this usually we're from a conference or something like that but we have to do a training that the only day they can do it is uh, wednesday before our show so uh we're going to have frank montro and this is interesting uh sean we have um We have a a client of ours who has been named uh, two years in in a row as uh, the top real estate, not only top real estate producer, but number one on social media in Chicago. Which you know, it's Chicago's a. A big city like LA, and and so this guy is um, an uncontrollable rock star. So you know, there's things that we help him do, and then you know, Kate wrangles all kinds of stuff in, you know, off of their team, and
0: mm-hmm. then there's
1: stuff that he just goes on his own and does. So he's like the perfect client almost, you know, where he has. Yeah. His,
0: uh, yeah. You see, if you're that's the other thing. If you're good at the the PR part, that helps everything boost. It boosts SEO, boosts everything. So anyone, yeah, look for clients that have that down.
1: <laughs> yeah, how about that? Right. And you just want to help them take it to that next level. Yeah. So um, so uh Kate, what did you get out of today's session? So we want to hear from everybody as well. Just type in what you learned and what you're taking away today. But what did you get out of this, Kate?
2: Um, my favorite thing was when he was talking about splitting up the, the blog into different, um, you know, aspects of content marketing. And that's something we've heard before, but I like how he kind of talked about doing a video, doing an infographic, doing uh, quotes, doing different things. So I like that. I think that that's an important thing that not everybody has mastered that we need to keep working towards.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Shirley likes the uh, uh, part about images and things like that. And then uh, some of the other folks in here chiming in about uh, uh, just the frequency, uh, things like that. So um, Jackson, what about you would you get?
3: Yeah, so my favorite, I I really liked what Kate was talking about, uh, you know, breaking that up with doing a video. And as well, you know, we love uh, infographics here. We have one at least every other week, so. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I really like. And that. And also,
2: also when he broke down search engine marketing, um, that's not my strong point. So that was, that was interesting to hear somebody say.
1: Yeah. And, and Julie's like, uh, brand and graphics are, are, you know, very important, but it's hard to do it all, you know? And so that's why people like Sean and us exist in the world is to help those that just can't get to it all. Yep. Um, and then uh, Jim liked the uh, graphic resources and some of the people that you mentioned as well. So, all right, well, with that being said, Jackson uh, did uh, who's our winner today? Our winner for today is Michelle Piazza. Ah, Michelle, Michelle, I'm sorry if we're gonna miss your event, Michelle, but at least we can go for Starbucks, so she gets a Starbucks gift card. and uh, congratulations on that. And Kate, do you have anybody on social?
2: Yeah, I have Allie Tate on social on Twitter. Ah. Oh,
1: cool. Right on. Right. All right. So, uh, so what we, uh, so our rule there is for give you a Starbucks gift card, but we want to make sure that when you have that cup of coffee with somebody uh, that you connect with uh, on social, and you take them to the coffee shop, please make sure you share what you learned today. Uh, make sure you uh, let them know about Sean and and about the the things and the people that you heard about today, just so that we can sort of take this and, and help other people get better uh, just like we're committed to helping you get better. So with that being said, Sean, we really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being part of the program and sharing your knowledge with us. And uh, when I get out to LA, now I have another person to look up. So that's exciting.
0: Yeah. We can go to Portillo's.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, thank You're you so- for having me.
1: Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. All right, well, I'm sure I'll see you at one of the upcoming conferences. And then, like I said, I'll look you up when I get out that way uh, in a few months. And uh, from all of us here at Social Jack headquarters, uh, we'll see you all online. Take care, everybody. All right, have all a right. good
2: day. Hi, y'all.